Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Manly Hanley Podcast. This is the podcast with no limits on what we will cover. I'm your host, Randy. Have a snack, sit back, and relax. This episode was recorded on Sunday, July 25th, 2021. Is it 2006 all over again? You know, and the reason I'm saying this, this is uh, for you Linux fans out there or your, you know, technology enthusiasts. I mean, chances are if you use technology, you've used Linux and you might not even realize it. Let me move around to this noisy chair that I said I'd never use again. Um, so, yeah, what's been going on with uh, technology and Linux and all that stuff? Well... If you are reading tech headlines, you may have heard that Windows is going to release Windows 11 pretty soon. Well, not super soon, but soon. And uh, I'd say there's some mixed reactions, maybe more negative than positive. And well, if you work in IT, or if you've been working in it for at least, maybe, I don't know, maybe a decade or so, or you're, you know, over 30, you know that Microsoft has uh, had some not so smooth rollouts in the past. And it feels like we're kind of going back that way again. I don't know if it's because they're too focused on cloud, but now coming back to making another desktop again, well, this Windows 11, I don't know, you know, I'm going to say alpha. I don't know what the version is. I, I didn't even test drive it myself. I just watch videos and it just, it just makes my, it just makes me go numb. It's, it's ridiculous. It runs so terribly and it brings me back to the Windows Vista days. And I, I've been hearing a lot online about like, oh, this Windows 8 all over again. I'm like, are you, you, you must be pretty young because I don't know if you've ever heard of Windows Vista and seen the hardware compatibilities that people faced back then when I was working on computers. And Windows Vista was terrible. I mean, it was, it brought a lot of great things. I don't know if it was UAC that came out then and some more security features that Windows adopted to not become the, you know, virus magnet that it used to be, I guess. So there were good things about it, but the rollout and how well it ran was terrible. It was bloated. It was like a carcass on top of hardware, I guess. It, it just sucked. And I don't know. It, it I, I get a bad vibe when I see Windows 11 running on. People are running it in VMs, you know, just testing it out. And it takes forever to install on really good hardware. Yes, these things will get ironed out. But it's just like, it's already off to a bad start. I don't know. I don't trust Microsoft when it comes to tracking that's one of the reasons I use Linux personally at home. But, um, you know, I've been hearing this for close to 15 years about, you know, the year of the Linux desktop. And I kind of ignored it after the first couple of years. I don't know, 2005, six, seven, eight, like in there, it was kind of like you, you've been hearing it, you know, and Linux distributions were multiplying and that was cool. That was awesome. Ubuntu made Linux big. Now Ubuntu is run, is created by canonical. It's a company and they kind of mainstreamed Linux. Okay. Uh, from what I understand anyways, and kind of got it like becoming like the uh, more mainstream, I guess. You know, I remember used to, I would mail away for their CDs and they would send them in the mail for the distribution so you could install it back when you, you know, my internet was so slow, it'd be better just get it in the mail and install it. So that was cool. It was like, you know, and you know, a lot of people don't want to go through that. They just want to go with, hey, it's Apple or, or, you know, Microsoft, I guess. Right. But anyway, 
Linux took off, I think, over the years. It just kept multiplying and, well, it never overtook Linux or um, Microsoft Windows or anything, and, and Mac hasn't either as far as, you know, gaming and stuff like that. But there's, there's a lot of reasons this year that things might change, I think. Um, the Steam, the little Steam device that they make, it's like a Nintendo Switch. Look it up. It's, a, it's this little Steam device. It's so tempting. It run, I mean, It's not like a monster powerhouse, but it's a little Linux machine that can run your Steam library that you've been purchasing. So all those games you purchased, you might be able to run a lot of those on there out of the box because, well, it's made by Steam, so it's, it's got some integration, and it runs Linux, which is pretty cool. So right there is kind of telling you, well, there's a Linux device that can run games. That's awesome. So why am I all big on, into Linux, first off? Let's just, you know, I'm doing this, this all freehand. I'm not reading any notes, really. I just got like a couple bold um, titles right in front of me. I, don't, I, I didn't plan this episode, obviously. But, you know, why do I, I'm interested in Linux? Because of freedom and privacy. And yeah, you know, you got people that are just, I don't want to say weak-minded in tech and just say, oh, if you don't got anything to hide, don't hide it. You know, first off, those people are clearly not thinking uh, about what could be going on in their computer. You know, key loggers that are in Microsoft Windows. There's things going on in your operating system that you probably don't know about, and that's why you're probably saying that. Um, they're tracking things you're doing, yes, because they, you know, they, they can, you know, package it up into a nice little curation to send off to some marketing that wants to make some money off you. Okay, yeah, so that's not that harmful. It's, I, don't put my computer to work for that. Fuck that, right? Give me what I want to compute. Just what goes in comes out. I want to. I want to process what I'm going to. What I'm going to throw to my computer. I don't want anything else going on behind the scenes without my knowledge. Okay, that's what I want. That's what a lot of people want, and that's why people switch to Linux because you know you can view the source code. You got a big community of people that know a lot more than I do that are looking at that stuff and would probably you know, bark out loud and say, hey, hey, something's wrong here. This is going on. And it's not going to last. People aren't going to get... There, there were some Linux contributor, uh, contributors that, um, I forget which university, Minnesota, whatever, one of them, was uh, submitting some code that wasn't too honest, I guess, and they got busted. <laughs> they got pulled. They, got, they can't contribute from what, I've, what I understand. It, you know, so there's, there's people looking out for you, and it's a community looking out for each other. Um, so anyways, before I get too deep into that and say things that are not fully accurate, because I don't know a hundred percent what I'm talking about, I do know that I like freedom and that I like, you know, honest code, I guess. And that's what Linux is. And I like the way it's designed. It has a package management center, uh, centralized system and Microsoft still can't do that. They say they're, they're building one and whatever. It's just the way that windows is designed. There are some flaws that will just never be fixed apparently such as the registry or just having a centralized attack i know honeypot where you could just you know destroy it and everything in the operating system breaks in linux each application has its own configuration there's files that can be configured for that app and the package management system is centralized where you can just download something or always have the latest version of something my linux machine every time i sign in it has all of the latest software because after you log in for 10 minutes uh, there's system checks that go on for like flat packs, which are kind of like containerized apps on your computer. Those all get updated. And then all of your package devs, like your, your you know, Debian files installers get checked when your computer boots up through your package manager. It scans those. You don't have to know what any of that means either. I didn't forever in 2005 or six, whenever I started messing with Ubuntu and it just worked. 
and I mean, yeah, there's, there's always bugs and you got to kind of some kind of uh, consult to the community when you want to fix something, but there are a lot of people that know what they're doing and they will help you. That's your, your support, I guess. I have tickets open in my corporate job with Microsoft that are, have been open for five years and haven't gotten fixed. Microsoft doesn't give a shit about you. They want to keep making money, right? So that's where I stand there. And Apple too, right? Apple's just like, just buy our one computer that we make and yeah, we'll support it because we made that, that limited selection of hardware. How hard is that to support? Now, Microsoft does have a big you know, responsibility. They got machines they don't even know exist that they're supporting in a way. So I, I have to feel for them there. But they're still tracking you. Go back to that. Think about that. They're still tracking you. <laughs> so um, anyways, for as big of a company as Microsoft is, you'd think they could handle things better, right? And it's kind of embarrassing. Like mentioning that it's, it's, it's like a repeat of the Windows 8 disaster. And I think that's what these articles are saying. And I'm going to quote one here. Or quote, I'm going to put it in the uh, notes. And I think of this more as a Windows Vista disaster, like before Windows 8. I, I don't think Windows 8 was all that terrible, honestly. I think it was pretty cool. I, I, I didn't hate Windows 8, believe it or not. You could replace the start button with like, you know, start shell or whatever is it. Windows, Windows shell, I forget what it's called. But it was a cool little app. It was free. You, you could, you know, Windows 8 wasn't that bad. It was like, to me, it was like Windows 7, but... They tried to go a little touchscreen and support some tablets, and it didn't go over that well. But whatever. I liked it. So what's the solution? Okay, say Windows 11 really does suck, and you really start to think about it. You're like, hey, I don't want to get spied on. That's not really cool. Uh, I'm not a product like they want me to be, and why am I paying for this if it's not, you know, it should be free, right? If they want to sell my soul like Google does, at least make all the products free like Google says they are. You know, what if you want to get away from all that? Just like me, I want to escape Google, I want to escape Microsoft. Well, after running Linux Mint solid for a few years on my home computer, and you know, I don't use it in my work day generally, um, but after running Linux Mint for a few years, I cannot pass up recommending that. It's, it's great. I recommend that for all Linux users, even though they'll say it's a beginner distro. No, I'm sure any advanced user could also use it and customize it to how they want it. Because it runs so solid. I haven't had any issues with it on multiple computers throughout my years using Linux. So uh, linuxmint.com is the website. And the other one after that I would recommend, because I don't know as much about it as I do Linux Mint, is Pop OS by System76. It's rock solid. It supports systems with NVIDIA chips if needed, right out of the box. You don't have to tinker with it. And it will run on most systems. It's a lighter install. They don't tend to bloat it up and load it up front on the ISO. So when you go to burn it to a USB drive, it's like 2 gigs, I think. The NVIDIA one might be 2.4 gigs. I don't know. It's something like that. So it's a lighter install. And then you can go browse their pop shop. I think that's what they call it. To determine any of the extras you want to install. So... I kind of like that approach too, but if you're a new Linux user, Linux Mint kind of comes with more stuff already, and then you can just remove it if you don't want it. I like that, but I have been using System76 Pop OS uh, on my desktop computer next to my Windows install because, I yes, I do have to run Windows because Studio One for my Personas mixing board does not run in Linux, at least yet. If it does, I would be able to fully ditch Windows, and I'd be happy to, but I do like to use my Studio One mixing software. It's great. You know, it's just phenomenal software. I can't, I mean, they, they have to make the software for who their user base is. And most people are using Macs or Windows, right? So I understand that. So I will always have a Windows desktop, but it's, 
if it's going to exist in my home, it's generally only because I have to use it for this program. So I just kind of think of it as, uh, you know, if this mixer had its own built-in software and screen on it, just you're using it just for that. It's That's the only reason I have Windows, okay? What other reasons would I need Windows? I don't know. Maybe some Adobe products, but screw Adobe. They're greedy. They, you know, they want a constant income stream from everybody else, just like the subscription model. I'm not, all, I'm not for that. Linux is all about free software. Yes, people can make things into a paid product if they want to create a pro version of some Linux software. That does, that, that happens. And I'd be happy to support the artists, the coders that are making that. Um, I, I love paying for, you know, small company apps. That's fun. Like even Steam, like the independent games on Steam, you can play a lot of Steam games on Linux. And they'll tell you right in the compatibility, you know, info for the game. And I buy lots of games that support Linux. There's like an open source version of Quake 3 Arena. It's kind of like a like a little open source knockoff of Quake 3. It's really cool. Uh, there's Sourbrotten is a game I play in Linux. Uh, what's another one? Um, there's like Worms Armageddon knockoff. It's like it's like Hedge Wars, I think it's called. It's pretty cool. It's 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 really neat. So um. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see how the rest of this Microsoft release goes. I don't want to say I hope bad things happen because I need Microsoft in my career. I do. And I look forward to all the things that I get my I get my Microsoft fix, you know, 10 hours a day. I get it. And I still like for them to exist. And I like competition between these companies. I just think it would be good if we had a third desktop to choose from where it was a little more, I don't know, balanced out 33%, you know, Microsoft. (laughs) Um, Linux community, and then uh, Windows, uh, or Mac OS, whatever, I can't think, right? I say that every episode because I clearly don't sleep enough. But yeah, I think that would be cooler in the desktop world to have that balance. Yeah, Linux in the server world, pff, no problem. I mean, it's it runs headless, it, run, it runs lean, it runs better than Windows. It's the best, right? It is. There's no, comp, there's no question. Linux is the server. That's what's on everything we browse really there's linux running behind the scenes i just think that freedom would be nicer to see on the desktop in the desktop world and it would force these companies to be like oh shit well these guys these people really do want privacy and freedom well now we got to stop pretending we care about your freedom we got to maybe back off our spying a little bit i don't know delete some of those back doors that we put in the software right (laughs) oh is that a baseless claim i'm sorry is it okay anyways Thanks for listening to the podcast this week, and I hope you will, before I wrap up, I hope you will consider trying Linux. It's not as as difficult as you think. It's actually very user-friendly, and you might even like it better than Windows or Mac OS. And uh, if you have any trouble or questions about installing it, ask me. I'll help you. If I got enough time in the day to talk and, you know, help you out with it, I will be happy to. I love to recommend it. I'm, I'm your Linux activist now, right? I'm running around telling people they're, they're losers if they don't. I'm just kidding. I'll just help anybody. I, you know, when I, when I fix family computers and I don't ask them if they want Linux necessarily, but if they're like, you know, I wish there was something, if they, if they speak out loud and just say, Hey, I wish there was something else. I don't, I, I hate windows, right? And Mac too. I'll be like, well, I know exactly what you might like. You want to try this? Because guess what? It doesn't cost anything. And yeah, it's just incredible. Like, just try it yourself. Download uh, Linux Mint, and it comes up. It comes with the backup software built into it. You can back up your desktop. If anything breaks, you just revert those changes. You're back up and running in no time. It's incredible. I love it. So if you're a new listener to the Manly Handley podcast, we would love to hear from you. Visit our website and leave a comment. 
feel free to send me an email at randy at randyhanley.com and follow Randrums on Twitter. Thanks a lot for listening. Have a great weekend.